Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And today, we are jumping in to a really interesting topic, and it has to do with STEAM, but more importantly, I say a bridge between, a connection between the arts and, and science. And we're talking about 3D printing and a really cool company that's on the cutting edge of 3D printing, and they're called 3Doodler, but not standard 3D printing with the, with the 3D printers like we have uh, at the school that I teach at. We're talking about a 3D printing pen. Okay, so what is 3Doodler? 3Doodler is the world's first and only 3D printing pen using ABS plastic, which is, by the way, the same material used by uh, many 3D printers. 3Doodler draws in the air and on surfaces. It's compact and easy to use and requires no software or computers. You just plug it into a power socket and you can start drawing anything within minutes. And as 3Doodler draws, it extrudes heated plastic, which quickly cools and solidifies into strong, stable structure. Now, I've seen really, really cool videos on YouTube as I've been researching this company about uh, in regards to what you can actually create, what artists have created, but more importantly, at least to me, more importantly, what students have created for different school projects. So this is really exciting, and I want to learn more about this product just for myself, but also for my students. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Leah Wyman to the show, the head of education for 3Doodler. Leah, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm really glad to be here and to tell you more about 3Doodler. Perfect. So Leah, first of all, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get involved with 3Doodler and how did you get into education? Sure. Um, Well, actually, my background is in aerospace engineering and business, so not exactly maybe what somebody would expect. Um, But I am very passionate about STEAM and education. Um, And so whenever uh, Max, the inventor and CEO, uh, talked to me about joining 3Doodler as the head of EDU, I mean, it was a really exciting opportunity. Um, I was in in a corporate job at that point. Uh, in supply chain. So moving into this, I I just feel like it has a lot of meaning. Um, And like I said, I'm very passionate about STEM and engineering, and this is a a fun way to get kids involved in it. So what was the, how did 3Doodler begin? What was the main spark? Sure. Um, Max was inventing prototypes and his partner, uh, Peter Dilworth, um, they were working on different things and they were 3D printing a dinosaur, actually. And um, the 3D printer skipped skipped a line after 14 hours of print. And both of them just looked at each other like, oh, no, we're going to have to start this over again. Um, and then they said, wouldn't it be great if we could, you know, kind of do something to fix this by hand? Um, so the idea for 3 Dooler was born. And within hours, they had created something that was, you know, a, a, a very quick and, and rough prototype just to kind of get the idea for it. Um, and, and then it grew from there. So we have actually uh, put over a million pins 
into the world at this point. Um, and we have three generations now. We have a, a pro, the create, which is an iteration of the original and the start, which actually extrudes plastic that isn't hot. So it works for ages six plus. Um, it, it is the only pen that, that works in this way with a safe, non-toxic plastic. Um, and it, it's great for kids to be able to use in a tactile way. So it started, it sounds like it started almost as a tool to make repairs or make modifications to things that have been 3D printed. But now it seems like it's much more because, I mean, you essentially, you do everything with the pen now. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, if, if we think about it in an evolution of the different media, I mean, you start with a quill, right? You know, hundreds of years ago, they have a, a quill and they're writing on a piece of parchment. And then, you know, that grows and eventually you have a, you know, a traditional ballpoint pen. And then we just bring it to the next dimension um, with the three doodler. So you can actually draw in the air. So tell us, how does it work in terms of okay let's let's run through an example here let's say i saw a cool youtube video of somebody making th- uh this sh- i think they're called sugar skulls for day of the dead or 3d skulls uh, yeah so that w- looked really intricate how does and by the way just for everybody listening obviously most of you haven't seen this video i would encourage you to check it out but it's it's essentially a 3D, literally a 3D skull that's used for the uh, Dia de la Muertes, uh, Day of the Dead celebration. And it, I believe the entire thing was created from the 3D pen. So my question is, how is a shape like that, you know, what's the process for creating something almost like a, a sculpture? Sure. Um, well, that one in particular is a, is one of our canvases. Um, so for people who maybe don't want to create the whole thing, um, at least at the beginning, uh, by hand, it, it is literally a 3D canvas, like you would think about a flat canvas, that then you decorate. So for that one in particular, um, like the shape started like that um, as an accessory. Um, but we do see people make the entire thing, and it, it can seem intimidating at first, but what you really do is think about it in stages. So you do layers. You do circles. You connect them together until you have your 3D shape, and then you can fill it in. Um, so, for example, we have uh, an Eiffel Tower uh, that that is published in a lot of places, and it looks like it was the hardest thing to do. But actually, we have stencils. You, str- you I've watched uh, you know a couple of 14 year olds trace these stencils, um, and on a 2D surface pick them up, weld them together and have that Eiffel tower done in half an hour. Um, so it, it's not actually as challenging as it looks to make something that is very, very cool. I see. So they're two dimensional stencils, you trace them and then you almost like piece them together after that point. Well, actually we often see people start out that way, but you can also draw literally in the air. So you can, um, we have a, a boot camp that helps teach people how to do that. Um, but the plastic in the create cools in three seconds. So you can pull your pen up off the paper and wait three seconds at whatever point you want to stop. And the plastic is going to stay where you put it. Okay. This is very interesting. So, uh, I haven't used one yet, uh, but this is this is really intriguing, and I'd love to. I, I definitely will try this out myself. So, tell us in terms of being used within schools, how are schools using it? How are STEAM programs integrating this into their curriculums? Sure. I, I mean, the the answers are really limitless. I can give a couple of, uh, of examples of how they're doing it. Um, there, we had a, a teacher who was. Uh, doing both geometry and math, 
or I'm sorry, uh, geography and math, have her students um, make models. Each student chose a building that was on their main street downtown historically, and then they made each building to scale. And then the students came all together um, and collaborated and built the main street as, as it had looked 100 years before. Um, we also had a teacher who put students in pairs and one would make um, an organ that was healthy and the other one would make one with a malady. So, for example, a bronchial tube with uh, pneumonia and a healthy bronchial tube just to show and compare how the two look. Um, together. And so, I mean, we have lesson plans available online for free with things like bubble wands and uh, making, doing fossil digs and different kind of literary things. Um, but really, it's great for STEM. Um, imagine doing a cone dilation and, uh, and reduction and actually having something that a student can see and feel whenever they're doing that. So that's really cool. And I, of course, teach math and we, we just did a scaling project a week ago, two weeks ago in class, where we scaled down the classroom and built desks and chairs, and it was really cool. Well, we used a it's, it's a CAD program uh, online to model the chairs and everything and then use the actual 3D printers. How do you compare and contrast, for example, the process of using a pen versus using modeling software and then printing it? How would you compare and contrast that, that, that learning experience? Sure. I mean, it's kind of like the difference between between sketching something out on a piece of paper with a pencil and and drafting it up um, on a on a two D program. Um, so we actually think that the the three doodlers work great in conjunction with three D printers, but um, they are much less expensive than a three D printer. To where you could have an entire classroom holding an actual three D printing pen in their hand and um, each one of them and doing a project versus handing something to a teacher to then go print one at a time on a 3D printer. Um, so each, each thing has its place, I believe. Uh, but if, if you want to really engage your students in the learning process uh, while the 3D printing is taking place, having it in their hands is, is a really great way to do that. So, and you mentioned, I think this is mentioned on the Kickstarter campaign as well, that it's a much more affordable option than a 3D printer. How much do these uh, usually sell for, or or maybe you sell them in bulk to schools? How does it how does it work if you want to buy one? Sure, um, for our education bundles, depending on on the age, if it's for the ages six to fourteen, which is the one that doesn't get hot, um, it's three hundred and fifty for a six pin learning pack, and, and that comes with a lot of accessories that aren't available for uh, retail customers. So our EDU customers are are special and unique to us that we're we're um, making our product tailored to that, um, and then for twelve of them, it's seven hundred dollars uh, for the start. Again, that's for ages six six through 14 and then for ages 14 plus, which is the create. And that's, um, that's what we've been talking about mostly with, with some of these examples, um, with the create, it is 700, uh, for six of them and 1200 for, for a pack with 12 pins in it. I see. And uh, just to talk about the Kickstarter campaign really quickly, I, it looked like you guys had a very, very successful Kickstarter campaign. Can you just tell us a little bit about that process and how that unfolded? 
Um, yeah, that was that was uh, an amazing process. I wasn't with the company at that time, but the way that it uh, it unfolded is that they wanted to see, okay, you know, it seems like this doesn't exist anywhere in the marketplace or in the world, and it could be so useful. But let's see, you know, what the public thinks. Let's see if we can have the public really back this and fund this um, versus VC, uh, which takes a lot of the the guesswork out of it, right? It's it's uh, putting the public putting their money where their mouth is for Kickstarter. So whenever they put it on Kickstarter, it was successful beyond beyond everybody's wildest dreams, right? So they were funded. They stayed up all night watching like it came in on their phones. One was in Hong Kong and one was New York, in New York, I believe, who who they were watching the um, they were watching the the numbers come in staying up until 3 a.m. with the ping, ping, ping every every time somebody donated. And they were just so humbled and amazed by that. Um, and, I mean, since then, it's been five years. And, I mean, it, it was a great start. It was a great start to the company. That's so cool. Uh, let's talk quickly about the – so you, you mentioned you have the education bundles, and that's primarily who you guys are targeting. How, uh, you know, where – what schools are using this, I guess, is it located, you know, is it specific to a region or California or is it kind of spread out all across the U S um, all across the U S uh, we, we actually just had a donors choose campaign where 47 different States were represented. So we did a matching program with them in uh, November through uh, I think January. So we ended up, we gave, uh, we did a matching program basically. And so just during that period, we had 47 states covered. So I'm, I know we have at least 47 and we actually sell in 60 different countries. And so Leah, tell us a little bit, I know that three doodler is making a big effort in terms of accessibility for all sorts of kids and all sorts of special needs as far as, uh, being really usable. Tell us a little bit about those efforts. Yeah, absolutely. We want, to have a 3D printing pen in every classroom in the world. And part of that is that it is so impactful for non-traditional learners. That includes different learning disabilities as well as um, blind and partially sighted students. We've done work with RNIB in the UK to develop our pen even further to be appropriate for this group. So, for example, we have audio instructions online for anybody who might benefit from having the audio instructions versus the written instructions. And we also have put tactile markings on the side of, of the start pen. Since it extrudes and, and it's not hot as soon as it extrudes, it's something that has opened up a brand new possibility for this group. Um, we're also working with ADHD and autism to learn more about how we can be well suited for that. Our initial case studies have shown very promising results, which is so exciting for us. And we're speaking at South by Southwest about using tactile technology with special needs. That's on March 6th. So if anybody's there, please stop by the playground and, and hear our talk about how to use tactile technology um, as a whole with special needs students. That's amazing. So if people are listening right now, let's say teachers or even parents that want to get their kids involved in some of these activities, what's their fir- what's, what are their first few steps? How do they learn about the product? How do they buy it? And, how do, and then how do they provide, if it's parents, how do they provide their kids with interesting projects or curriculums, things like that? Sure. Well, I would recommend to first go to our website. It's 3doodler.com slash edu. 
to get the particular edu uh aimed things and learn more about stem we have a curriculum on there as well so you can see a lot of lesson plans and how other teachers are using it you can also go on social media we have some teachers who are very active in posting their projects. So you can get a third party recommendation and commentary on uh, Twitter and a little bit on Facebook, not as much on Facebook, mostly Twitter. Um, And yeah, that would be a great way to get started and look stuff up on YouTube. There are many videos showing kind of how to use it. We have a lot of resources to help people um, get over that initial intimidation. If they feel like, Hey, this isn't for me. It, it absolutely is. I've seen people pick it up and say that a hundred times and then have a great time with it. And I believe it's three doodlers. It's the number three and then doodler. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. Exactly. All right. All right so excellent. And guys definitely check that out. Three doodler.com. And if you didn't get that, well, of course it will be in the show notes. So don't worry about that. And uh, by the way, your YouTube channel also has over 35,000 subscribers, pretty big channel. Seems like it's growing. So definitely check that out. Some really great videos. I've watched some and it's absolutely, absolutely fascinating. So Leah, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. And guys, definitely go check out this product. It's, I I think you'll be really amazed when you see some of these videos. Uh, And once again, those show notes, you can find them at scalarlearning.com in the podcast section. And make sure to check back weekly for new podcast episodes and new interviews with all sorts of ed tech companies, as well as education professionals. Thank you guys so much for joining, and I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy.